I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather. Welcome to the Hey Heather podcast, where I attempt to interview and get to know as many of the world's Heathers and their stories as humanly possible. I'm your host, Heather Edwards. Today's Heather comes to us from Pennsylvania. She's been a digital forensic examiner for over 18 years. She's also a researcher, blogger, author, and instructor. This Heather loves wine, bourbon, vacations, and her family, but not necessarily in that order. Please welcome to the show, Heather Mahalik. Hey, Heather. Hello, Heather. It's so crazy to talk to a Heather. Right? <laughs> you look nice. Your hair is all nice. I'm like... Fresh out of the shower. Freshly blow-dried <laughs> thing going on. I think it looks fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Mine hit the rain earlier, so... Uh, you're in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Maryland, so mm. it's pouring here, too. Where in Maryland? Salisbury. Oh, nice. My mother-in-law lives... Um, we drive through Salisbury in Berlin. Oh, okay. Yeah, right there. Small world. Well, this is good. This is It's a rainy day. Perfect time for a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited to talk to you. I was looking through your form, Digital Forensic Examiner. It's very nerdy. Tell me about that. It's very nerdy. I know. I'm nerding out. No, I love it. I want details. So it's, it's interesting. It's one of those jobs where people are like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to explain it. So I usually tell people we take CSI and make that of computer evidence. So everything from your cell phone to your Alexa, your cameras, your doorbells, mm. all the things, drones, vehicles, that becomes my crime scene. Got it. That's a good way to explain it. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds fun. And everyone who commits a crime has at least a phone or a watch or something on them. Something. Yeah. Huh. And you've been doing that for 18 years. I have. Back before the iPhone, you know, it's crazy when you look back, I'm like, huh. Yeah, 18 years ago, what pieces of technology were there to actually work with? A lot of hard drives, old, mm. old hard drives. Um, yeah. The ones where people, I've worked cases where people would take their computer apart and smash their hard drive to the ground to get rid of evidence. Um, floppy, remember floppy? Disks? Yes. The big ones too, <laughs> the big ones. Oh, wow. It's crazy. And Palm Pilots, I don't even know if you remember what a Palm Pilot was. I do. Yeah. I have an aunt. She was a big uh, techie, her and her late husband, and they have like boxes of some of the things I had never even seen before, like docking stations for like the old, old iPods and different types of speakers and Palm Pilots and Blackberries and all kinds of different police scanners and things like that. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I honestly, I worked this case once and I was the new girl on scene and I went on one of my first search warrants. There was a box like a moving box of floppy drives in it and a cat a cat or a million cats have peed all over it oh and i had to sit there with each one i'm like oh disgusting cat Look, this sucks yeah this sucks is that a sparkling water it is i wish it were a beer but it's a bubbly yeah i'm obsessed with my new favorite so i was hooked on Lacroix for years mm -hmm. i love sparkling water and now um my new favorite is aha a-H-A. Aha. Aha. However you want to say it. Man, the I'm never going back to LaCroix. The flavors are so good. And they have such a variety like um, peach honey, orange grapefruit, blueberry pomegranate. Oh. The flavors are really cool. So I I've, may have to try that. Yeah, you should. I drank way too many LaCroix when I was um, pretending to drink while pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that was my vodka. Oh, that's that works. And I was like, oh, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, that works. Yeah. I drink too many of the ahas just every day. Um, I blow through cans, but they're so good. 
It's good. I know. I run through, like, I drink so many regular waters. I'm like, okay, now I need something to jazz up my life Yep. <laughs> in my office here. Jazz up my life. Yeah. So I see you're also a wine lover, a lover of bourbon, vacations, and of course, your family. Yes. Not in that order. Not in that order. <laughs> wine, then bourbon, then vacation, and then family. Who are now driving me crazy <laughs> thanks to COVID. Yeah. What's happened like for you? So I always work from home always for my day job, but I have traveled at least, I would say at least 10 days a month for ever for the last like decade. And then that got stripped away. So it's been interesting, honestly, on all aspects. It's hard, especially with homeschool and my son busts in and he thinks like his Zoom is more important than mine. I'm like, not really. <laughs> this is crazy. What's happening? Yeah. But, so it's been good and bad, but I think it's great because I would get on a plane to fly to Denmark for an hour meeting. And now they know I can do it like this and I can be successful and I can talk to you and show you what you need and do a demo through the computer instead of sitting in person with you and flying halfway around the world for one hour. Exactly. It's crazy. What a waste of time. Yeah, that's the one thing that I'm so happy about because I've worked from home the last five or six years. I'm used to it. And you don't have to have the in-person meeting. It's a waste of time. Anything, just about anything can be done digitally through video chat, through Zoom, whatever. And you're saving time. There's, you know, less overhead for companies, less traffic on the roads, yeah. and you get more out of your day. Like when I lived in California, um, I lived in Northern California, but I worked in San Francisco and I would spend about two hours each way on a bus to go to work every day. And it was like, really? And then when I finally convinced them to let me work from home, it's like, hey, I wake up and make my coffee. I can start working for you. You don't have to wait two hours for me to get there. I know. It's crazy. So can, am I allowed to ask you any questions? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do other than the podcast? Right now, I'm fully focusing on the podcast. Well, I've been in the tech industry, tech startup industry for the last 15 years. So I still do freelance work for different startups on the side. But when my last role ended, I had always wanted to start a podcast. So I was like, this is kind of perfect timing. Like I still have my freelance. I do some voiceover work and writing on the side as well. But I was like, I have the time now to really dedicate most of my day to the podcast. I said, I'm never going back to the office. Never. If I can avoid it, like I'm going to work my butt off to, to figure something out that I can do full time from home. <laughs> well, it's nice to have the choice if you want to go to the office versus having to every day. Right. That's what I can't imagine if I had to wear heels every day. I think I would die now. I don't think my body could do it. Mm -mm. So what are some of like the crazy cases or, or cool cases that you've experienced throughout your last 18 years? So the biggest case that I've worked in, I think the one that people talk about the most is Osama bin Laden. Oh, wow. Yes. That was kind of the culmination of everything I had done for six and a half years straight, day in and day out, trying to find him really. Wow. And help with people he was talking to, people he was training. And we followed that for a really long time. So seeing it we weren't allowed to know too much because obviously people talk to the media and everything was classified. Mm -hmm. But seeing on the news that Osama bin Laden was killed, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then my phone rang and my husband's like, you're kidding. And I was like, goodbye. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. Right. So that was really cool to get to see like behind such a sick and demented mind like what really was going on. It was awesome. And we were actually giving, given unclassified an award over on my shelf, an unclassified award. We were given a coin. The coin's so cool. It has a little star over Pakistan where his compound was, where he was eliminated. Oh, cool. It was just, it was really, really cool to work that, but that's extreme. Mm -hmm. 
For something like that, though, like how would you have people over there gathering their phones or whatever and like sending that to you? Or did you have to go there? Like how? No. So have you seen Zero Dark Thirty? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, if not, you should watch it. My dad thinks I'm the leading star. (laughs) I'm like, he thinks I am the one that found Bin Laden. (laughs) Of course. I was not. So when you watch that movie and you see them going in as they're raiding and the military's grabbing everything, yep. they literally do that in real life. They grab everything and they take it back to the military base. And then there are people like me who are deployed that collect it, gather it, and send it to the U.S. and around the world for review. Got it. That's cool. And it was just what everyone wanted their hands on it. But it was crazy because there's definitely leaks because CNN and every other, I would see it and I'm like, wow, that's actually what we have. And that's actually what's happening. And this is crazy. Yeah. How do they know that? Mm -hmm. And that's what everyone's like. How can you talk about it? It was classified. But the fact that he Mm -hmm. died, the fact on who was involved and that we touched the media helped, that's all unclassified. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't give us awards for it that are unclassified. And you're also an author? Yes. (laughs) It's authoring my blog is a lot of fun. Authoring a book is one of the worst things. Not that I should say I've ever done, but here's the issue with a phone. So think about, I don't know if you use iPhone or Android. I'm Android. Okay. So you're Android. In the spring, Android 12 is going to come out. Everything could change. But when you write a book, it could take six to nine months to get it out. And you're like, um, okay, there's new versions. Now no one cares about my book. So it's it's hard to make it relevant when technology moves so quickly. Mm-hmm. But there are four editions of it now that it at least the base of it has held true. But I don't write the latest and greatest. I just was smart enough to write enough that they can't write me out. There you go. That works, right? <laughs> smart Heathers, right? Yeah. What What is the book called? Um, Practical Mobile Forensics. Okay. Definitely got to check that out. How, where is that available? Um, everywhere from Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it anywhere. What was that face? You don't want me to check it out? I'm like, do you really want to read it? <laughs> you need nighttime sleep time reading. I'm interested. It's more of a reference material, I would say. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to work this iPhone. Oh, ew, never mind. Let me dig into it and see how to work this iPhone. Or if you're like, I want to see what data's on left on my Android. Oh, okay walk through and it's going to teach you how to do forensics on your Android. I got it. I understand. Still going to check it out, but I'm less excited now. (laughs) But one day I'm going to write a nonfiction book. I swear that's going to be my retirement job. Yes, you should. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's going to be total trash, but it's going to be glorious. People are going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) Total glorious (laughs) trash. So now because of COVID, is your job 100% remote? Yes. Like you don't have to go anywhere for anything. That's awesome. I have gone to the recording studio two days just to New Jersey. We do this thing called Ask the Expert and they have all the fancy camera crews and stuff. And that way I'm big on, I don't like just talking to a camera. It makes me very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But if I can hide behind my computer and talk over it to you, it makes such a difference for me. I also saw on your form that you are an instructor. I am. What kind of instructor? I teach for the Sands Institute and we teach technology in general. The classes that I teach are Windows Forensics, Battlefield Forensics, and then Smartphone Forensics, which is the class I wrote, which is the iPhone Android type thing. Cool. And that is crazy teaching remotely because it's six days straight from about 8.30 to 5.30 every day. And again, the lawn mowing, the UPS, the kids, the, and my son's persistent. I'll lock my door and hope outside. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you not get the point? This is crazy. These people paid so much money for this training. Right. And a lot of people's jobs rely upon it. Like they have to take these classes in order to get hired or remain hired. Mm -hmm. So it's a very serious thing. And what's scary is people will take what you tell them and testify to 
handle it. So you could have someone innocent go to jail or someone get away with a horrible crime because you did it wrong. So it relies a lot on our research, mm -hmm. but it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. To have someone reach out and be like, hey, thanks to you for writing that class, I was able to solve this case. It's just cool to hear feedback that you actually help. Yeah, for sure. Is it mostly like forensics or law enforcement type role people that take the class? A lot of IT, but this is going to sound crazy. Insurance companies are sending a lot of people because of accident reconstruction or like health activity with people going out on workers comp and saying they're ill and then they are full on exercising and running around. Very cool. Love it. So besides the huge Osama bin Laden case, what are some of the other like smaller type cases that have been interesting? Okay. So, well, I've done a lot of child exploitation, but that's not very, I don't know. It's not a hot topic that people are like, oh, that sounds great. Tell me more. They're like, oh, that sounds terrible. And it is terrible, but it's mm -hmm. also important. But lately, so my day job, I work at Celebrate. And one of my roles, they call me an evangelist and I help our customers with whatever they need. So have you listened to the podcast Down the Hill? No. They're creepy. Like if you're a murderina, which I like, I get obsessed with serial killers and murder. So it's called Down the Hill Podcast and it's the Delphi murders. Okay. And I, I'm not actively helping yet, but if you can see behind me, there's this big award. Mm -hmm. So that thing that looks like a crazy big hard drive. Yeah. That is from the FBI, the criminal profilers, the real ones. I went and I got to meet them. And when I met them and I trained them, I walked them through if I were investigating serial killers, how I would look at their Android and how I would look at their iPhone to give them hints. Ooh. So the Delphi murders, FBI got involved because it was a very brutal murder of a 13-year-old and 14-year-old girl for no reason. They were just out on a hike and brutally murdered and they have no idea who did it and it's a cold case. Even though the girl recorded like under her arm like this was that featured on dr phil probably it's been everywhere that sounds so familiar yeah i know exactly what you're talking about so now it's flaring up again it's flaring up again so i'm helping with that one um there is another case emily noble she went missing in may in ohio i think westerville ohio and was found hanging just a few weeks ago by a usb cable damn on a tree and it doesn't seem like it's a real right suicide so that's something else so a lot of these random murders the connecticut murder um where the mother of five children was just missing and they don't know where she went but they found blood all over her house and her husband killed himself in his garage so all these random one-off murder investigations yeah that's something that the terrorism stuff was awesome and this sounds terrible, but once we caught bin Laden, he was like my ultimate terrorist. And now everyone's a terrorist. It's terrible. So you're like chasing everyone, the child exploitation, same thing. But I get so obsessed with these cold case murders. And I, I believe one day I'm going to solve one. Uh, yeah, I have no doubt. And I'd be like, here I was in my purple office and I solved one. No doubt. It's so funny that we're talking about this because I was just talking to my husband this morning. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to switch up my morning routine. Usually I like turn on the news. And then after that, there's like some game shows on that I listen to in the background. Well, I'm drinking my coffee. The last couple of weeks, though, I love cold cases, too. So I've been watching that with like my I'm like, it's it's murder with my morning coffee. And he like makes fun of me. He's like, are you going to put your murder on this morning? I'm like, yes. And then, same thing. I'm watching the cold cases and things like that. And it's just so intriguing. And I it's interesting. I love watching that kind of stuff. Well, it's like the making a murderer on Netflix. I'm like, how did he not have a cell phone? Oh, uh, yes. Come on. I could have helped you right? if you had a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. I play ice hockey. Um, well, I play is a, a questionable term. I'm learning to play ice hockey with some of the moms that their sons play hockey and daughters. And someone asked me, she's like, hey, do you want to do one of those? What are they called? Like the catch a murderer 
they send you a kit. Mm, I've seen that. Yeah. And I was like, screw that. Let's work one of my real cases. I will provide you with information and you help me solve this. Yeah. Screw the fake ones. You've got like a stack this high of actual cold cases. I'm like, let's do real cold cases. That's what we could recruit Heathers to do that. I would totally be down. Sign me up. I'm volunteering right now. I love research and like, oh man, we'd be good. We'd be a good team. Do you love your job? Like it doesn't feel like, well, not to say it doesn't feel like work because that's a lot of work to do that kind of stuff. It's fun. But you're passionate about it, which is apparent. Yeah. Yeah. I really love it. And you know, I I went to this fitness seminar thing two years ago and I asked question. Everyone was asking like, my butt's big and what about my waist and how do I get rid of arm fat? And I raised my hand. I'm like, what about mental health? Like, how can I actually be good at all the things I do? Because when I'm great at one thing, I'm sucking at the other. And she pulled me aside later and she's like, why did you say that about yourself? Like you aren't, I'm like, no, I really am. I'm like, when I'm excelling at work, I know I'm sucking at being a wife or a mom Mm. because something has to give. I can't focus all of it. And she's like, I have to say something. She's like, when you were talking about your job, she's like, I could see this light in your eyes. And she's like, that's awesome. And don't ever think that you're sacrificing another part of your life because you're doing something that's amazing. Yeah. And that was nice because everyone else was so worried about body fat and I'm worried about my mental health. Right. No, that's so important. Because I feel guilty. I work in a very male dominant field and I joke with some of my coworkers where they're like, you want to have a happy hour at 630? I'm like, I I had to make dinner. I don't have a wife. Mm-hmm. I don't have someone to make me dinner. My husband's like, what's for dinner? So it's not easy, especially with like having a kid in sports and stuff. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to not feel guilty when I want to lock myself in my office and just work. Right. But it's also hard to not feel guilty when everyone else is working and I have to go be a mom. Yeah. Like during COVID, they're like, you have to clean your own house. I'm like, who else is going to do it? I clean my own house. (laughs) I'm like, I have to clean my house, people. I can't be on the phone all day. I'm sure you do an amazing job. Well, thank you. I have a lot of guilt, though, because I do love my job. And I think it would be easier if I could just end my day at like four or five and be like, and I'm done. Yeah. But I'm never mentally done with it. Me either. I've been super obsessed with this podcast, but even all of my roles prior, starting from like 2011, I would say, when I first moved to California and got my like first real tech startup job in the city, I could never unplug. Like, I remember crying in the kitchen to my husband being like, is it going to be like this forever? Because I I was so passionate about it and obsessed with it, but I wasn't giving myself a break. I wasn't, you know, spending my time elsewhere. It was all stop working, like close your computer, stop working. And I couldn't do it. And I totally had burnout. So I think over the years, I've learned to deal with that better. But not really, because with every new role, it just creeps back up. I get excited. I get totally engaged. And it's the middle of the night. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and check my phone or have an idea. And I'm just so excited about it. But it's horrible for you mentally and physically if you can't unplug. It just it will catch up with you. You know, I'm glad to I'm glad to hear you say that. I put on Twitter one day, I Matt and I want to do a podcast on work-life balance. But we thought we'd bring in a psychologist that understands like why it matters. So I was just putting a poll out there. Does anybody know someone that fits this category? And someone responded, if you need work-life balance, you need to find a new job. And I was like, I I hear you, but I disagree. I love my job, but I think you also need some balance in life. Absolutely. Like I've said that like, oh, you know, find Mm -hmm. a new job, but I mean it in a different way. It's like the people I'm saying it to are miserable at their jobs and they hate it. I don't know. It's just so frustrating because I know so many people that are so capable of doing what they love, but they just don't know where to start or they just think it's impossible because they have kids or, oh, I wish I could move to California. Well, you could. If you really, really wanted to, you could find a way to do it. 
But yeah, work-life balance is needed even when you have your dream job. <laughs> because like we just said, you can get obsessed with it. Yeah. And it does start to affect. When my last role ended, my husband actually said, I have my Heather back. I'm sorry that this is like a bad day for you, but I'm so excited to have you back. And I'm like, thanks, I think. But I get what he's saying. He's like, I don't see you anymore. Yeah. Even though we're both working from home, you know, I'd be like in this closet or back in my office just typing away, glued to it. And you have to find boundaries or it will drive you crazy. A hundred percent. And you know, all my travel before my husband used to complain because he would want to go on trips and we love to travel. We love to take vacations. But I'm like, I have been gone for 18 days this month. Mm -hmm. I just want to be home. And he's like, well, I've been home stuck with the kids for those 18 days yeah. by myself and I want to get out. So that was also work-life balance. It's difficult. Yeah. No props to you. I don't, we don't have any kids. We have two dogs. So I can't imagine adding the layer of kids on top of all that. So you're killing it. Whether you think you are or not, you're, you're still smiling. Especially when they're old enough to try to guilt you. Oh gosh. Like, you're leaving? I can't imagine. <laughs> mm. My dogs try to guilt me, but that's a different thing. I'm just like, meh. Mm -hmm. Go lay down. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Well, this has been a good conversation. Is there anything, is there any social media accounts or websites or anything that you would like to promote or share? Sure. So I, I'm on Twitter and I don't have a fancy handle. It's just Heather Mahalik. All right. Easy to remember. Nothing crazy. Um, my blog, my personal blog is smarterforensics.com. And I blog there frequently, especially if, so I work for a vendor. So if I have anything in my blogs about any competitors to my company, I put it there. And sometimes other tools do great things. And I'm a big fan of like use them all. Yeah. But I blog a lot at Celebrate. That's where all my Ask the Expert, my podcast with Matt, um, we do a lot of, we do a daily or a weekly Zoom, all kinds of stuff just to like keep people engaged during COVID yeah. and give free education and training. And the SANS class. My class is FOR 585. All right. The Forensics 585, but. Got it. Yeah. Very cool. This is good. I love all the Heathers have been so different. That's what I'm very curious. I can't wait to hear what you do with it. They're all so different, but they're like, I have something in common with all of them, right? Like you and me, are, we're talking about work-life balance, working from home, things like that. I like it. And we are going to solve cold cases. Yes. We can, we can do that. We're taking this whole new spin. Start sending me some files over. I've got some time today. We're going to be famous. <laughs> I'm totally down. Oh, man. Well, yeah, this has been great. I need to look up Instagram for you right now. Oh, yes. It's at the Hey Heather podcast. Yeah, the Instagram's fun. There's all kinds of good stuff on there. There it is. Okay. Yeah, check it out. I'm following you. I think I'm hmaholic11 or something. Okay. Yeah, I'll see you. Generic. I'll find you. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. So thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And you have my contact info. So keep in touch. If you have any questions or anything, just reach out. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye, Heather. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. You can also sign up to receive updates and other podcast news on our website, theheyheatherpodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram at theheyheatherpodcast. I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers, let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather.